Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Episode 172 of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you in part by Cloud Accounting Software FreshBooks, offering a free 30-day unrestricted trial. To find out more, visit freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Hi, I'm Bob Berg, co-author of The Go-Giver, a little story about a powerful business idea. Want a powerful podcast to listen to? You found it. It's the Read to Lead podcast with my great friend, Jeff Brown. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever-important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi, I'm Jeff. This is the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. Helping you be a better leader is at the core of what we do here at the Read to Lead podcast. We also dig into topics like personal growth, career, jobs, marketing, sales, entrepreneurship, and much more. Today, I want to share with you about one of the best books I've read this year, not featured on the Read to Lead podcast. This is a book from an author I've not yet interviewed. Maybe someday I will. But I've read this book uh, just earlier this year, uh, along with the folks in the Read to Lead University book club, and absolutely loved it. Like my friend Dan Miller says about the book, it's been transformational for me. I'm talking about a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. I want to spend today's episode sharing with you my thoughts on the book, even some excerpts, some of my favorite passages and concepts from the book, and some previous episodes of the podcast related to this topic that you may want to check out if you haven't already. I've also created a six-page magazine-style book summary for Deep Work. If you'd like to download a free copy of that summary, just check out the show notes page for this episode. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash 172. Before we dig into Deep Work, I want to say a special thanks to our sponsor, cloud accounting software, FreshBooks. They have been aligning themselves with the Read to Lead podcast for well over a year. They believe in the benefits of intentional and consistent reading. They also believe a great deal in making the process of accounting in your small business a whole lot simpler. 
I am a big believer in FreshBooks, having used it myself since 2009, and the all-new FreshBooks is better than ever. When I log into my dashboard, I can immediately see any outstanding revenue. I can see my total profit for 2017 right now. I'm looking at my dashboard as, as, as I share this with you. I can see my spending for the year so far. And plus I have access immediately right from my dashboard to all kinds of advanced reports, profit and loss, a sales tax summary if I need it, accounts, aging, invoice details, expense report, time entry details, payments collected. Everything I need is right there. I always know when clients have viewed their invoices, I can send out payment reminders automatically without even having to think about it. I highly recommend using FreshBooks cloud accounting software for your small business, especially right now when there's no risk to try it out. You can get access to all of FreshBooks features free for an entire month when you visit this special link. It's freshbooks.com slash read to lead. And when you do, make sure you list read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's a 30-day unrestricted free trial from FreshBooks just by going to this special link. It's freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Cal Newport is author of the books So Good They Can't Ignore You and the book I want to dig into today called Deep Work Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. Now, Cal defines deep work as as this, professional activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that push your cognitive capabilities to their limit. These efforts create new value, improve your skill, and are hard to replicate. Now, he says that in almost any profession, cultivating a deep work ethic will produce massive benefits. This is a valuable skill in our economy that is becoming increasingly rare. But if you can master this skill, Cal says you're going to achieve extraordinary results. Now, Cal spends the first part of deep work explaining the idea. The second part of the book is where he gets into the steps to take to implement deep work into your life. And he recommends first choosing a depth philosophy, he calls it, and he cautions you to be careful to choose a philosophy that fits your specific circumstance. Philosophy number one, he calls monastic, and he says that this philosophy attempts to maximize deep efforts by eliminating or radically minimizing shallow obligations. So uh, practitioners of the monastic philosophy, for example, tend to have a well-defined and highly valued professional goal that they're pursuing. And the bulk of their professional success comes from doing this one thing exceptionally well. Second, there's the bimodal philosophy of deep work scheduling. And this philosophy, Cal says, asks that you divide your time, dedicating some clearly defined stretches to deep pursuits and leaving the rest open to everything else. During the deep time, the bimodal worker will act monastically, seeking intense and uninterrupted concentration. The bimodal philosophy is typically deployed by people who cannot succeed in the absence of substantial commitments to non-deep pursuits. So the approach of shifting between two modes provides a way to serve both needs well. He goes on to say that those who deploy the bimodal philosophy of deep work admire the productivity of the monastics, but also respect the value they receive from the shallow behaviors in their working lives. 
And he says that maybe the biggest obstacle to implementing this philosophy is that even short periods of deep work require a flexibility that many fear they lack in their current positions. Now, the key to being uh, successful uh, at the bimodal philosophy is understanding that people will usually respect your right to become inaccessible if these periods of inaccessibility are, are well-defined and, and well-advertised, uh, and, and, and that outside these stretches, you're, you're once again easy to find. Third is the rhythmic philosophy, and this philosophy argues that the easiest way to consistently start deep work sessions is to transform them into a simple, regular habit. For example, maybe you set a starting time that you use every day uh, for deep work. Now, for many, Cal says the rhythmic philosophy is necessary because, uh, you know, some jobs don't allow you to just disappear for, for days at a time or for stretches of time when the need to go deep arises. And it's probably the reason why the rhythmic philosophy is one of the most common among uh, deep workers in, in standard office jobs. And then finally, there's the journalistic philosophy of deep work scheduling. And this approach involves fitting deep work into your schedule wherever you can. If the nature of your profession is, say, deadline driven, then this approach to deep work may be the philosophy that's right for you. After helping you choose your work deeply philosophy, Cal encourages you to embrace boredom. He says focusing on a single task at a time may seem counterintuitive in a world of multitasking and may even present the side effect of boredom, and that's okay. And though it may seem uncomfortable at first, uh, introducing extreme focus and even boredom into your workflow can have long-term positive effects. Now, the third step is one that's probably tough for most people. It's certainly tough for me, and that's quitting social media. And it's simply that deep work becomes far easier to achieve without the distractions of, of Facebook messages and Twitter mentions. If you're someone like me, say, who's recently purchased an Apple Watch, it's a good idea to understand the value of limiting uh, the interruptions that can come with a device like that if you're not careful. And the fourth step is one I want to spend a little bit more time on. Cal calls it drain the shallows. And he says, basically, we spend much of our day on autopilot, not giving much thought to what we're doing with our time. And this is a problem. Cal says it's difficult to prevent the trivial from creeping into every corner of your schedule if you don't face without flinching your current balance between deep and shallow work, and then adopt the habit of pausing before action and asking what makes the most sense right now. So here's his suggestion, and this, this may seem extreme at first, but I have already seen the value in, in implementing this strategy. He says, at the beginning of each workday, turn uh, to a new page of lined paper in a notebook that you dedicate uh, to this purpose. And down the left-hand side of the page, mark every other line with an hour of the day covering the, the full set of hours you typically work. And now comes the really, really important part. Divide the hours of your workday into blocks of time and assign activities to those blocks. For example, you might, uh, he says, block off 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. for, say, writing a client's press release. Now, to do so, draw a box that covers the lines corresponding to those hours. Then write press release inside the box. Not every box need be dedicated to a work task, right? There might be time blocks for lunch or a relaxation break, let's say. 
Now, to keep things reasonably clean, the minimum length of a block should be 30 minutes, which is a you know, single line on your page. That means, for example, that instead of a unique small box for every tiny little task on your plate for the day, respond to your boss's email, submit a reimbursement form, ask so-and-so about a report, you can batch similar things into more generic task blocks. And then you might find it useful to, say, in that case, draw a line from the task block to the open right-hand side of the page where you can list the full set of small tasks you plan to accomplish during that block. Now, when you're done scheduling your day, every minute should be part of a block. You have, in effect, given every minute of your workday a job. Now, as you go through your day, you use this schedule as a guide. Now, I already know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, Jeff, what if my estimates are wrong? What if I set aside two hours to, to write that press release and it actually takes two and a half hours? Or uh, what about the interruptions and, and new unexpected obligations that will uh, inevitably appear on my plate? Well, Cal says that's okay. At the next available moment, take a few minutes to create a revised schedule for the hours that remain in the day. You might turn to a new page, you could erase and redraw blocks, or you can do as he does, and that's cross out the blocks for the remainder of the day and create new blocks to the right of the old ones on the page. And he draws his blocks skinny, so he has room to do that. And on some days, you might rewrite your schedule half a dozen times, but don't freak out if, if that happens. Your goal is not to stick to a given schedule at all costs. It's instead to maintain at all times a thoughtful say in what you're doing with your time going forward, even if these decisions are reworked again and again and again as the day unfolds. Now, that right there alone has been revolutionary for me when it comes to being successful in finishing and accomplishing the things that are most important to me. Now, a couple of books you may want to check out and a couple of Read to Lead episodes you might want to listen to if you haven't already that are related to this topic and help complement what Cal's talking about in Deep Work. Uh, one is episode 108 with John C. Maxwell. We talk about his book, Intentional Living. And then in episode 120 with Daniel Harkavy, he co-wrote a book with Michael Hyatt called Living Forward. And they spend a bit of time in that book talking about spending your life on paper before spending it for real. In other words, deciding at the beginning of a week how you're going to spend your time in what's called an ideal week scenario. We've talked on a number of occasions in recent episodes with varying guests about this idea that the problem with most of us when we get to the end of our lives isn't regret for the things that we did we wished we hadn't done. It's regret for the things we didn't do that we wished we had done. And the reason so many people get to the end of their lives and feel that way is because of the lack of intentionality with how they're living their lives. This book, Deep Work, along with Intentional Living from John Maxwell and Living Forward by Daniel and Michael are all about helping you become more intentional with how you spend each and every day so that you greatly decrease the likelihood of regrets for things that you didn't do or projects that you didn't finish. I'll put links to those additional episodes, by the way, in the show notes for this episode. Again, that's Read to Lead podcast dot com slash 172 for episode 172.
too. Again, the book is Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World by Cal Newport. came out last year. Is a book I read earlier this year and, and just thought was fantastic. Haven't had a chance to have Cal on the show, but didn't want you to miss out on digging further into this book in case you have not yet read it. Again, when you go to the show notes page for this episode, you can download for free a six-page magazine-style book summary I've created just for you. Again, that's at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 172. Thank you again to our sponsor, Cloud Accounting Software Fresh Books, for making this episode possible. Be sure and take advantage of their month-long free unrestricted trial by going to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and entering read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Well, that's going to do it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the read to lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. 